This week, we discuss a twisty tale of love and money in Apple TV Plus's Sharper. I'm Chad. I'm Matt. And you're listening to episode 96 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. So right off the bat, I would like to thank you for coming on um, this evening, Sativa. Um, it's been a minute since we've, you know, chit-chatted. Um, do you remember your last episode? Because I don't. We talked about uh, planes, trains, and automobiles for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was the only one who liked it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't our cup of tea. Sorry um but if it makes you feel better i polled a a couple people in your age range and they love that shit well thank you i appreciate that i'm not so alone in this world so um sativa you have a child that is driving age is your daughter actually 16 or is she 15 getting the permit what's happening she uh she just turned 16 in end of december beginning of december we have two so, December birthdays, hence the confusions. I ha- I hate how like time works, right? Where when you're a kid and your parents' friends who you've never seen a day in your life say, oh, I remember when you were this tall and all that shit. And it's like, uh, cool, but who the fuck are you? And it's like, I feel that way. Because like, you know, when we first met, you had a picture of your, your kids on your desk and she was just so little. And I met her that one time I came to your house and I was like, okay, a little bigger now, but okay. And now she's like driving and stuff. Like what is happening here? It is. It's madness. It's not okay. I'm not okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to say with the driving, her dad and I, my husband and I, we had an agreement. Like he was supposed to get the foundation and then I would chip in after because they have to get. I don't know, like 15 hours before the school take them out in their little cars. And then so, I think that the state makes them get additional hours on top of that. So I can, so let's pause for a second. So uh, Matt and I, we are, we, we went to school in Missouri and at least in my school district that we didn't have drivers ed. Did they have it in your school district, Matt? Yeah, we had, <clears throat> I don't, I know I took drivers ed classroom wise. But I don't remember a driver's ad as far as taking out, taking us out in a car. But I remember um, in school, yeah, we had the little makeshift steering wheel and the screen and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, shout out to Hazelwood. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, we, my school district did not have money for that. So <laughs> no, we didn't have anything. So like when I talk to people now with kids that dri- that are like of driving age, like sativa and um friend of the show amy and they're like oh yeah they got to get their hours and you know it's through the school i'm like what are you talking about not in my day not in my broke ass school district no i have to pay extra for it too like it's not included (laughs) so what you have to do this is to get a license um i think at our state no, like I think the state itself requires that I certify she did, I think, 50 hours or something with us. But my daughter in like the 10th grade signed up for this class and didn't tell me. So the school's <laughs> like, hey, you owe us all this money for this class. And 
after so many hours, we'll take her out. And they'll, they have like cars with two steering wheels and like, you know, the gym coach or something takes them out on Saturdays. I, I have no idea. I'm paying for it. Whatever. What, what, what is the cost of the sativa? Um, I paid an extra two fifty. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Uh-huh. So you could have been taking your own kid. Well, no. I still have to take her out. Like, I have to do both. Yeah, but apparently, I think the state likes it if they take this. She gets bonus points or something. I don't know. Oh. It's like I said, I'm not okay. Her dad was supposed to be dealing with this, but it's mm-hmm. it's my turn now. What happened? Oh, he he did his time now. Oh, no, no. <laughs> he started. And he's stressed out and she's stressed out. And he said, well, why don't you come and sit in the back seat and you can watch how I teach her. And then sometimes you can teach her. We got through a couple streets. First off, I want to take her to a parking lot. He's like, oh, no, we're already to the parking lot once. So we're just going to go drive around the neighborhood. I said, I said, no, I don't know if I want to do that. He goes, it'll be fine. It, it wasn't fine. Right. <laughs> and he gets stressed out and she gets stressed out. And I'm like, okay, why don't, why don't I take over? Like, cause you two are going to kill each other. So we dropped dad off at home and we went to the big parking lot at the elementary school. And for like a half hour, we just drove around. So she knew how to stop the car and turn the car and get a little comfortable. Oh God. I don't want to leave the parking lots yet, but she's insistent. I can go on the road now. So we do the subdivision. It's terrifying because she gets like freaked out if there's cars behind her. So she like kind of semi ran a stop sign the other day. Oh no. (laughs) But thank God the other driver that was oncoming realized that I looked terrified and I have a teenage girl. Did you, have, the, did oh you have one of those um, those bumper sticker things like a permit driver or something like that? I've got those on order. They're, com- they're magnets from Amazon, so we can just put them all over the car. They didn't give that to you when you're driving out no. her permit? That's weird. No. And some other teenager in the neighborhood keeps stealing my parking lot. So there's been a few times where we had to go find somewhere else because we've got another dad with his daughter and he looks terrified too. The whole neighborhood. I need to just warn everybody like you guys Why? can't park on the curb anymore. Like you got to get in your driveway. <laughs> uh, Matt, are you ready for that? I know he's 12 or 13 now. 12. You ready? I mean, I know. No, it's, not at all. I know it's no. a little. I mean, away. also, it depends on where I'm at, though, because <laughs> you know, driver's gonna be different to depending on where I'm at teaching him and stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, I'm not ready because I just can't picture him driving. He's so unfocused, if that's the right word. <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, unless it's video games, so I'm just I just can't imagine him doing it, and I I could tell like. Even like I remember, like when I was getting my license, how scary shit is, and mm-hmm. you know, getting on highways with semi trucks yes. and stuff. Yes. And now I'm driving with a coffee and everything else, not paying attention. You over texting over here, <laughs> dr- driving down the highway, texting people. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the the last time I got scared uh, driving is when I came. I went back to the states. Mm, uh, I, oh, I remember. I, right, because I kind of like forgot how to drive <laughs> and then the cars are so much bigger in the states so i'm like how do we maneuver this stuff again so then like the first couple of days i didn't drive at all i had my brother do it so then i was driving somewhere so then i was like let me take a couple practice laps around the neighborhood before i take these on the main right. street now that's when <laughs> i, I came like, that's when i came by to pick you up because we were going to that meet and greet and he was like hop in the car and i was like when the last time you drove <laughs> 
And I was like, earlier this earlier today. <laughs> but yeah, but now I'm good to go. So yeah, it's it's gonna be a process. It's gonna be a nerve wracking process for these kids or for me and yeah. the kid. Yeah. Giving us all these health issues. But oh you know, yeah. How oh. how's your health as a plate sativa? I'll tell you that in a minute. Let me, that thing you were talking about, how people are texting and driving and everything. I don't think I've ever told you this story. Ooh. I don't know how, since this is my third time on here. I was driving with my son in the car one day and we're about to merge onto the interstate. And this, and this is a busy road. Like I think, think the speed limit's like 55 on this road we're on. Okay. Some college girl in the car behind me is playing a flute. While she's <laughs> driving? Yes. It was like full on like flute. And she kept taking her hands off the wheel to play this flute while she's driving but she kept looking down in her lap so i'm guessing it's a tiktok thing i have no idea what this child is oh. doing but her car because she wasn't steering it kept swerving. swerving on the road and she's getting on the on-ramp to get on the interstate <laughs> and i'm like i can't stop i said I, I was using a lot of words my son should not have been hearing but he, he's he's a teenager now too so he you know he's hurting. yeah he, yeah and i was like does she have a flipping flute and he's like yeah i'm like what the hell is going on right now and she played it on the interstate and she's weaving through traffic and she eventually put it down and she gets off at the next exit where we got we got off to and i'm like oh my god like i can't be behind her and she kept doing it again like people are insane so when you're driving just know that there might be a girl playing a flute so you know how in ratatouille like the rat was like controlling the human <laughs> mm-hmm so maybe it's like some like convoluted ratatouille shit where she had to pipe pipe piper it I mean, it, I promise you, like the fingers were moving. She was blowing down. She was playing that flute, like no doubt. I'm sure if I were in her car, I would have heard sound coming out of that thing. I, it was one of the more wild going, things I've seen on the road. She, she was going to her rehearsal. She was trying to make sure that her stuff was good before she got there. If, she, if she's going to not crash on the way there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Lord. But I guess we can discuss my health. Y- y'all are both babies. I think I'm. I'm older than both of you, for sure. You are, but like <laughs> not by much, especially well, Matt. Matt's an old man. I, I got news for you. Like doctors freak out when you turn 40. Okay, like I'm 41. Oh, that's not a good sign. Oh, yeah, man. Matt, yeah, Matt's is coming up real soon. I'm 41 <laughs> no, in, in March, so I'm, I'm over 40, getting to 41. And this is my first checkup in like three years. I don't go to the doctor. Like they get mad about that. I don't go until they send me the letter saying that if you don't come see us, you're not our patient anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's okay. So I go and I see her and like I was telling you before the show started, like they whip out these calculators to figure out when you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, well, we're going to ask about you and ask about your mom, your dad and your grandparents. And we're going to figure out your, your heart health risk and your stroke risk. It's like, oh, okay. And you're like, so I have an uncle that died when he was 25. They're writing this down. It was yeah. a car accident. Even better. <laughs> and and they take your lab work. And usually they're just like, okay, you know, thanks for getting that done. Well, this time they, they went line by line to show me all the different things. And this is what this means. And this is what you should be looking at. And don't worry about this. And okay, doc. And then they want to make sure you're going to see all your other doctors too. And she, she must she's figured me out. She's like, Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust you to call them. I'm going to have them call you for appointments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it worked. I went. And then those doctors had calculators to figure out you know, your cancer risk. And it's like, everyone's planning on just my death. 
They weren't Every- talking about this at 38, but at like 41, they're like, we gotta, you, you know, we Sativa, if you would have, if you would have showed your face at that 39 year old appointment, you would have been good. That This is punishment. This is it just is. punishment. They're stressing me out. I got my daughter trying to give me a stroke in the car. Maybe I should have told that to the doctor. They're like, we got to figure out your stroke risk. I'm like, well, I am teaching a girl how to drive. That's why my, <laughs> that's why my blood pressure is so high guys. My blood pressure was good. They, they complimented me on that. We're good on that. That's funny. So. And then, of course, like they put the scare in me. So now I like bought all these vitamins I've never taken before. My mom's bringing me vitamins. She's like, here, here you go. I'm like, mom, <laughs> like I'm only 40 and like three quarters. We're fine. And three quarters. <laughs> I thought your mom lived overseas. Oh, no, she's English, but she lives here. Oh, that's ill. If you don't have to be here, why would you be here? She's been here for 42 years. No. <laughs> i'd be like okay well you're you're an adult now sativa i'm going back home god bless I mean, she keep and of all places she's living out in illinois i mean my god why would you do that i don't know if she stays i guess she loves my dad or something i don't i don't know <laughs> i guess i mean if he loved her he'd he'd he'd, he'd go back with her oh to make it worse when she first came here they my dad and his family were living in oklahoma they brought that poor girl all the way where from they, England. Where are they from? Oh, uh, they were okay. living in Oklahoma at the time. And then he moved her to Florida. I mean, gosh. That's not as poor... bad. Have you been to Lake City, Florida? Like, no. I mean, oh. I was just thinking Florida as a whole. But it's like, you're going to go from Europe to the Midwest? Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, all places. I mean, it's just brown and flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She came from Devon, where there's like beautiful hills and moors and, you know, grass. Yeah, she really loves your husband. Your husband, her husband. Dad, yeah, she, 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 your, your dad owes her one. I agree. Um, Matt, what have you been watching as of late? Um, I was able to catch a movie called Playing, starring Jared Butler and Luke Cage. Mike Coulter. <laughs> Mike Coulter. Yeah, but in my mind, that's Luke Cage. That's fair. Um, uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, quick. Synopsis, a pilot finds himself caught in a war zone after he's forced to land his commercial aircraft during a terrible storm. It gave me real, like, old-school action movie vibes from, to something it. Something from the 90s, like Passenger right. 57 and all that shit. Exactly. It was, like, 100% up that alley to where I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, like, it... It takes you on two different levels because you get you got the first part to where where the plane um, hits the storm. So you have this big scene of everybody on the plane jumping up and down like turbulence and everything else like that. This crazy thing. He has to land this plane through all this trouble and stuff. And then once you make it past that, now you have to deal with this island where there's um, I don't call it a militia, but basically. The police do not go to this island because, you know, everybody got guns. It's kind of like a free-for-all type of thing. It's it's scary there. So there, it's lawless. Right. So then now he has to figure out his way out. Uh, I don't give you no more information. This movie was, it, it was great. But one thing I appreciated is at the end of this movie, spoiler, they make it out alive. Well, some of them make it out alive. What? Huh? And you know, like all those old movies where like the action star would be like, all right, we're done, smile, do something like this. Like 
after after they get off the plane, he lets them all go, and he kind of like, you know, the episode of Rick and Morty where he's like, we're about to go um, in and out, quick ten minutes, and this, this, and that, and they come back afterwards, and they're just like crying and exhausted yeah. and everything. It yeah. was like that. He was being strong in front of all of them, but once they left the plane, he just sat down and like he starts crying. He was like, basically. Fuck, I didn't think I was going to make it out of hell, but thank God I did. I appreciated that part of the movie. I like that you don't see stuff like that. Like, because like a lot of action movies, it's like the uh, the hero is like invincible, right? Like you look at uh, Fast and the Furious where they're doing all this crazy shit and like they're just like, they've got superpowers and stuff. And it's like, you, you don't see normal-ish people in those kind of situations. Like, you know, the original Die Hard. Like he bled so much in that movie. And it's just like you really felt like he could actually fail and die. Right. Right. And that's what I enjoyed about this one. Cause he at he's just like tears cried, but then like he had to get collect himself and then he boarded the plane and then it ended. So yeah, check out pilot. Plane. And then I was I mean plane, sorry, plane. I looked <laughs> up uh they, they plan on making another one. What do you think will be called? Helicopter. Close. Let's try a different avenue. Train. <gasps> Planes, getting... trains, automobiles. No, well, no. <laughs> you was almost there. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is is this like um how do y'all remember what's that Steven Seagal movie Under Siege? And then Under Siege 2 was on a train. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like Speed was on a bus and then Speed 2 was on a boat. Yes, right. yes. Right. <laughs> so I ship. guess as, as long as this, uh, we get plane, we got ship, maybe we can do a car, canoe, who knows? Oh, you know what? I already I, I already know what's going to happen in ship. It's going to, y'all remember that Tom Hanks movie, Captain Phillips? I am the captain now? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, that. Probably, exactly it's going to be that. that. <laughs> hey, if, uh, if both of these, uh, both of these actors are in there. I'm here for it. I really enjoyed this movie. It wouldn't make sense if they were both in it, though. Yes, I mean, it would, depending on the situation, because I ain't gonna spoil it, what happens with these two characters, but it could happen. Okay. Uh, what is Blue Lock? This is a shout-out. Uh, this is an anime, so I'll be on Reddit, and one Reddit thing I found, I was told, like, the top 10 anime of the week. And one of the top 10 anime was Blue Lock. So I was like, let me check this out. And basically, it's about, in my mind, it's like so- soccer mixed with squid games. Mm. But here's the plot. High school soccer players from across Japan gather for a controversial project designed to create the best and the most egotistical striker in the world. So basically, you have all the best strikers in Japan, and basically, they're trying to make them the best in the world to represent Japan's national team in the World Cup. So they got them all into this building, um, and then they have them do challenges and stuff to where if they lose, not only are they kicked out, but then they'll never be able to play for the Japanese national team. Hmm. Um, It's 18 episodes. Um, It's on Netflix here. I'm not sure if it's on there, but... Great anime, very good. I can see why it's number one. I really enjoyed it. Okay, and that's called Blue Lock. I'm checking American Netflix right now. I see something called Blue Period, 
And then there's Curio Cole's basketball. No. But I don't so, see so maybe, Blue Lock. So maybe it's not on uh, US. It's probably on something like Crunchyroll. Yeah, most likely it's probably it's going to be on Crunchyroll. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just Google just confirmed that. All right. And lastly, but, um, you, I'm sorry. But speaking of Reddit, okay. so I seen this on Reddit first, and then I saw it on social media, and I really was intrigued at people's answers and the reason their reasoning for their answer. So I sent you guys this. And YouTube um, people, you can see this, and Matt's going to describe it for the audio listeners. Right. So um, it's you pick two, pick two of these these animal sections. They will defend you, and the rest is going to kill you. So now you have your options are fifty eagles, ten crocodiles slash alligators. I don't know. I'm not a alligator scientist. Three. <laughs> Bears, uh, I guess that's up to you if you want to do black or grizzly or the different kinds. Seven bison, one hunter, 15 wolves, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, or four lions. I'm going to repeat that one more time without my side comments. 50 eagles, 10 alligators, three bears, seven bison, one hunter, 15 wolves, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, four lions. Sativa. Yes. Pick two. Oh. Oh. Do you just want two, or do you want the reasoning too? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Pick out the ones you pick and the reason why. My son was looking at my phone when you sent that meme, so he picked some of them too. Um, we both decided rats were a good choice because rats are nasty, and no one's gonna want to come near rats. But I don't want to be near the rats either. But but it's animals that are attacking you, so the animals won't care, right? No one wants to be around rats. Even animals. <laughs> I mean, the rats are just, they're diseased and disgusting. Oh, yeah. They could like be plague they, rats. Yeah. You don't know what a rat's got. And they can be mean if they're like, they're New York rats. They're aggressive, right? Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want those hanging around. And for some reason, my son really decided we needed the five gorillas. Mm. Because they're, I don't know, big and strong and they're smart, right? Like, they managed yeah. to go to zoo cages and stuff, right? So, like, <laughs> they, they, they might have some good ideas for defense, assuming they like me, you know? I mean, I think they need to in this scenario. But, you know, you had, like, that kid that got drugged around the uh, the zoo cage way back when. So, if they don't like you, they're going to kill you anyway. But I guess they're on my team, so. Yes. Yeah. So, rats and gorillas. The gorillas, I don't know my son picked out. But the rats, I just assume they'd be a barrier, keep everything away. <laughs> So mine would be the 50 Eagles because I'm looking at this from a perspective of not just quantity, but size as well. And so I feel like that, you know, they got sharp talons and beaks and they can fly. And so, you know, they can, they can come at everybody from like from the sky. And then my other one was the 15 uh, wolves because once more quantity and also, it's like, you know, they've got um, they, they've got some decent speed. And so, like, if they if a good amount, like maybe like three, five, five uh, animal pairs attack something, maybe they could be kind of efficient. 
Okay. I'm taking mine. Mine was easy. Like I did this at the, and then I thought about it later. I take, I got one of each. I have the 50 Eagles and I got the 10,000 rats. So mm -hmm. I figured we can go top and we can go bottom. And then 10,000 rats is a lot of fucking rats. Yeah. And then the Eagle. So I'm sorry thinking the bison's all right. The alligators, I'm like, we can get those. Uh, the eagles can handle that. To me, the biggest concern will be the bears and the gorilla. But I'm like, the rat's going to be there, too. And I guess I'm there, too. So I don't know what kind of – they didn't tell me what kind of weapons I got. It, 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 just, said, it, said, it just says defend. You, uh, you, you okay. cowering. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Pokemon. They're out there doing their thing, and I'm just yeah. yelling at them what to do. Yes. <laughs> But yes, I was like, yeah, 10,000 rats and those 50 eagles. We're going to be good. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, listeners, talk amongst ourselves. If you got some better ideas, I'd love to hear it. I want to hear somebody, I wanna hear somebody uh, come up with these crocodiles. Because also it doesn't tell you what kind of environment you're in. That's true. I mean, for all you know, you could be on ship, the sequel to Plane. Oh, then my rat's going to be good then. Eh, this eagle, <laughs> not so much then. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be in the water, so they can be circling, holding it down. Uh, oh, yeah, because rats can't swim, right? Yeah, they yeah. can swim. Yeah. Because what was that? It was a Kill Bill, the one where they had the, the rat in the bucket, and they heated up the bucket, and he clawed through the guy's chest? What movie was that? That sounds familiar, but I don't know if that was Kill Bill. It might be, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. But speaking about rats, mm. where are we going with this? I'm, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. What's up with the federal government and they taxes? <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. How's it going to transition? Um, yeah, so I just filed my taxes this week and I waited almost a month because I got my W 2 like in the middle of January. But I was waiting on my my documents from Robinhood on my stocks. And I put all my stuff in. And uh, it's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So you're actually going to get less money now because you put these stocks in. I was like, oh, awesome. And you know what tilted me over? I own stock. I own shares of Twitter. And somebody just had to make that go private. And so... They, they, you know, they forced me to cash out. Oh, <laughs> good old buddy Elon. Good old musky boy. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so, um, Matt, you and I caught a movie this weekend. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Mm. And I was one so you know i'm not sure if you've heard sativa but this is the i don't know it might be the lowest rated but last i checked this was the second lowest um mcu movie rated on rotten tomatoes had you heard i think i saw that like i don't remember which one it was below but yeah it's like one of the worst rated marvel movies what eternals yeah maybe it's not bad, but it is the lowest. Like, I would rate it the same. I don't know. I have to go through the list to see if it would be the second lowest. But at the top of my head and after watching it recent recently, 
Yeah, it's going to be one of the lowest from my, from what I remember. Um, but I'll let you go next before I dive into more details. Okay, Ant Man Run to Man. So Eternals is forty seven, and it just showed me the first Ant Man. If I type Ant Man in, they know which fucking Ant Man I want. So okay. Eternals is at 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ant-Man is at 48%. So like it's it's it is going to be lower than Eternals. And so before the movie came out, I was like, I feel like we're being really unfair to this movie. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, I I understand what's happening now. Yes. The movie is fine, but I feel like as a whole people are taking their frustrations out on the MCU through this movie. And that we have this same Marvel formula. Everybody's a comedian. Um, We have these like interesting ideas, but we don't really do anything interesting with them once we're in the movie. You know, the, the trailer tells a different story than what we actually see. Like, so, you know, the trailer's, blatantly lie to us um you cast actors i'm not talking about kang but you cast actors in the movie in these movies and you give them nothing roles that you will never see them again in and it's like why would you waste an actor of this this caliber on this Mm -hmm. and it's like at the end of the day this can't just be an Ant-Man movie. This has to be an MCU movie, as in this is the first movie of phase where it says four or five. Or just ended. So this is, I guess this is considered five or this might be the end of four. I'm not sure. This is the first one of phase five. So this needs okay. to set up that the Avengers movie that we're going to get in two years. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, this is the bad guy in this is the bad guy that they're going to be fighting in the next Avengers movie in two years. So you can't beat him, technically. Correct. But he's the bad guy in this movie. So it's like, this is a stalemate. But you put him against Ant-Man. And like, Ant-Man's a cool character, but like, they've established him as a thief. And he's gonna, he's he, he technically kind of sort of beats the Thanos of this next wave of, of Marvel movies. And it's like, what are we doing here, y'all? Like, this is way too ambitious for an Ant-Man movie. I agree. So like you said, like it's not a bad movie, but it's not it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um and plus the way they they do things in it without giving no spoilers or anything like that. Um, I mean, if you want to spoil this shit, you can. I don't give a fuck like if you, I'm sorry like I'm not going to put timestamps on this because I hate doing that, but like this would be like two minutes. Zoom, right. zoom, zoom two minutes. All right, then fuck it. Let's get into these spoilers then. Yeah, uh, back to what you were saying about Ant-Man killing Kane. It, it just didn't make sense. He didn't kill him, but... I mean, he didn't kill him, but it's kind of like uh, what he didn't... Kane didn't do anything to the very end, and for Kane to conquer it, for him to do all of this stuff... He does he doesn't do anything throughout the movie as far as what his quote unquote abilities are or anything else like that. And then once we get to the final fight scene at the end, all he does is kind of shoot some little laser beams. He had his little uh shield thing to where it was like 
that's it. Where like when Thanos was there, Thanos was rocking motherfuckers all day. You could tell like, all right, he's somebody to be messed with. To where how is this dude right the conqueror over this? Unless like maybe he's saving his special abilities for later. And uh, it's not it's not even that. So like this does the the problem like every single movie does, not just Marvel movies, where it's like the bad guy he's set up to be this menacing threat, and then like he's killing and disintegrating you know nameless characters but once we get to characters that have had lines and i'm not talking about the stars of this movie but once like the 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 resistance fighters he didn't kill any of those people but seconds before that he was like literally disintegrating everything around him but now i'm just gonna throw this person against a wall you know that kind of shit right and so what was your thoughts about modok why is he a punching bag I mean, I did laugh at a couple of jokes, but it's like to bring him back and to do nothing but shit on him and then to kill him. I really thought that they were setting him up for um, um, what is that? That um, that new that 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 next Captain America movie. Because um, the leader is in that the he was teased as the bad guy and all the way in that Edward Norton um, Hulk movie. So I thought they were going to start their own little league. Yeah, that was surprising too that they did all this stuff throughout the movie to establish him and everything else like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just to kill him off at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then use the little joke at the end. Uh, I'm an adventure now, right? Right. Yeah. So that was kind of why would you build somebody up like this, a new character, just to kill him at the end? Right. And also, I hated the ending. Um, so in the end, it looks like Ant-Man is like stranded in the quantum realm. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And so it's going to be like a reverse of what well, actually is going to be just like Endgame. <laughs> Where he's yeah, stuck in the quantum realm. Out. But yeah. I was like, this is interesting. And then like Wasp came back, saved him. And she's like, all right, let's go back home. And I'm like, Okay, and then like the end, the exact ending of the movie parallel the beginning. And this is in the trailer, like when he's like, my life's good. And he's doing his narration. And I was like, oh, is this a twist where he they didn't go back to their reality? Mm-hmm. But no, it's not. And I'm like, what do we do? Why would you do this? We aren't going to see Paul Rudd again until 2025 when we do Ant-Man and Avengers. Why didn't they do a twist of they what they left the quantum realm? But they went back to their reality, but in the future, after Kang said, fuck all y'all. And like they're in a future where like everything's messed up and they and they have to like find the other Avengers that aren't dead. And like that's our tease to Ant-Man, uh, sorry, Avengers 5 or whatever we're at now. Right. Or just leave it when he said, when he was going through this narration about everything's good, he's talking and he was like, wait, hold on. Kang says that everybody's he's gonna kill everybody and like <clears throat> leave some kind of cliffhanger. We're here, we're him wondering, uh, did I do the right thing? Because he said that only he can save us or something like that. But then he was like, oh, never mind. And then he just went about the day and everything else like that. Right. And everything was fine. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-mm. So I'm sorry that we're collectively saying fuck you, Ant Man movie, but like they got to shake this formula up. All right. 
Right. So. Um, what are your thoughts about the post and credit and credit scenes? I did not care for the first one. And when the second one started, I was like, oh, snap. Oh, um, um, Loki's here. And then it was just like, oh, we're not actually doing anything with this. Okay. So I didn't care for either one of them, but I hated that first one. Oh, all the Kangs and talking about they're getting close to the multiverse. Okay. Yeah, it was nothing um, exciting. I mean, I already know they're working on Loki 2. So for the final one was just like a precursor to what he's going to be doing for Loki 2. Yeah, it was nothing to be excited about. Yeah, it's just this is not how you open up the first phase. Like, I'm not hyped at all. Like, I don't know, man. Um, well, oh, phase phase four opened with um, WandaVision, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that at least started off interesting. Right. Um, transitioning to more shit. I caught a movie on Netflix called Your Place or Mine, starring Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. <clears throat> I saw the trailer of that and I was like, uh, do I want to go down this road? I was like, nah, that's okay. I'm, I don't, I'm not in the mood for a romantic comedy type of thing. I'm like, I was watching it. And I was just getting angrier and angrier. And it's like, I like silly rom-com movies, but you, you know how, you know the expression, when you know better, you do better. And it's like Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon, y'all both know better than this. Y'all, you <laughs> both of you are better than this. Now, I know that Reese Witherspoon was once upon a time a queen of rom-coms, but this is a streaming rom-com. So this is basically like you just did a fucking uh, cable TV movie. And you specifically, Reese Witherspoon, are better than this. And even Ashton Kutcher is better than this. So I was was very disappointed in the two leads. Well, did you enjoy the plot? (laughs) no um i get that at the end of the day they have to get together but the the things in the middle were stupid like and it said some interesting things like they were friends for 20 years they hooked up once and then they were like you know what friends and surprise he loved her the whole time but like life kind of got in the way and so, okay, but then it's like he is, uh, he was a writer when they met and he wrote a book, but, you know, she didn't know about it. And so when she's at his place, she finds the book and she starts like dating a publisher and she gives the book to the dude. But it's like, he don't give a shit about this book. He trying to see what's good with you, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. But it gets pub. Uh, did you see it? No, no, no. I just watched a trailer. Okay. But yeah, it get he publishes it and it's just like, and then he Ashton Kutcher spends time with her son and she's like a helicopter mom and so he's letting the son do stuff like he he uh he got the boy signed up on hockey and I'm like you're not his parent you you didn't you didn't sign any waivers you can't sign waivers (laughs) what is happening here (laughs) so it's just like stuff like that where it's like I don't we was doing too much we got to keep this nice and light and simple This is one of those things where we go back to our trademark uh, phrases. You watch this so we don't have to. 
It's not my cup of tea. I did when I was rating it on Letterboxd, um, friend of the show, Rachel, she apparently saw it and she rated it higher than me, but this is her cup of tea. Mm. Now, if this, now I will say if this movie was set during Christmas, I would have ate that shit up with a fucking spoon. <laughs> Why does the Christmas make it different? I love hol- shitty holiday movies. I'm just, I'm weak to them, Sativa. Did they at least have good chemistry? Like, did you believe them as like two people who might? So the funny thing is they only had two scenes together in the entire movie in the same room. Like they, for the most part, they were just like, they had phone conversations and no. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of important for a rom-com is you have to believe that they want to get together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not honestly I'm not a friend a friend a fan of the friends to lover trope because no. it's like I don't think it's that realistic and if you're going to be friends with somebody for 20 years and I don't think it's appropriate for you to secretly harbor feelings for somebody and you're like actively a part of their life for 20 fucking years and I, I feel like that's just disingenuous. You are like low key in love with this person and you're just pretending to be their friend. Right. Yeah. And then for 20 years, she didn't see you as anything but her friend, but she turns on a dime. No. But I've been holding this in. I've been working on this for a few weeks, like off and on, but I watched a TV show, Matt. Do you want to guess what the TV show is? I don't think you're gonna uh, guess. <laughs> is it an anime? It's a no. It's a, it's a live action show, and Sativa, you can you can guess too. A live action uh, TV show that came on last year on streaming. Which streaming network? I can't tell you. Live action streaming. It's popular. Give me a hint. Last year. Hmm. Have I seen this? Mm-hmm. All right, fine. Wednesday? Yeah. Oh, oh. I, haven't, I haven't seen that yet. What do you think of that? I liked it. Um, I will say this. I, I've been talking to uh, Rachel about this because, like, she's the only person I could talk to about it because, like, I didn't want to tell you I, was, I saw it yet. Um, yeah. This wanted to be Harry Potter so bad. So Wednesdays goes to this academy for like peculiar children and like Mm -hmm. they got like the little houses and like the little house colors and the school is basically Hogwarts and they got the little classes and stuff. And I'm like, (laughs) they go to the little town and they have the little um, the hot chocolate, the coffee store kind of like Hogsmeade. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be Harry Potter so bad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like that's all I could see when I was watching it. It was, it was. I like, I did like the show. It was all right. Um, I do wish that we would have gotten more Adams family characters in it. I understand that the show is called Wednesday, but like the basically the conceit is she is away from her family. Mm-hmm. So it's like Wednesday's adventures, and sometimes Adams family people. Uh, Because I I felt like um, Catherine Zeta-Jones was a really good Morticia and Luis Guzman was a really great Gomez. And I'm not sure of the young boy that's uh, that played Pugsley. 
That's the that's our brother, it. right? He was pretty yeah. solid too. And Uncle Fester was fun, but I wish we could have seen them more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, the whole conceit of it is like is there is a um it's a it's a mystery she has to solve. And I did like that. The mystery was interesting. Uh oh, since you haven't seen it, Sativa, um uh Christina Ricci's in the show. I think I heard that. I fucking love Christina Ricci. Yeah, she's still really, really attractive. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So that was nice to see. Like, I'm a fan of every I'm a fan of Christina Ricci. So like I'm here for it. Gwendolyn Christie from um Game of Thrones and Star Wars. She's in it. Uh good casting. Um I mean, I'm not really a fan. I, I'm too old to really care about like who who's gonna fall in love with who, like that whole team rom romance crap. Uh-huh. But you know, it's a part of the show. Um, I will say this: I did not like that. Um, I felt like the sh- so d- during the course of the show, Wednesday has these um, uh, premonitions, and I feel like that is lazy writing. You didn't like because it was like that's so Raven. <laughs> well, I didn't like it because it was like the visions basically just told her who the bad guy was. Right. Instead of like the whole show was like you're doing investigating, but the the um visions was like, okay, this is actually taking too long. So here's a shortcut. Hmm. I get that. So it's like a scooby-doo, like they have to solve like a mystery and find the bad guy. Yeah, but like the, the bad guy's like killing people. Like oh. actually killing the students. Okay. So there are stakes to it. But no, it was pretty good. Like I'm 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 looking forward to season two. Well, good show. Good show. I agree. Um oh wow, that's all our shit, huh? Oh, uh, because we don't have we we're done with Velma. We don't have to we don't have to talk about that anymore. Well, until season last, two. Last of Us gave it to us early. Uh, have you been watching Last of Us, Sativa? I've seen like the first three and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah. Everyone's in love with Pedro Pascal. Everyone loves him. I need that. my I need my man to stop being typecast. <laughs> he plays the the slightly angry, unavailable, avenging hero. That's what he does father figure he, he's a, all That's he does true. is escort children that's all he oh, does well i first saw him in game of thrones where he was you know, trying to oh, his sister, so. yeah i forgot he was in yeah. that he was great in that actually i got all about that all right um that takes oh i'm sorry oh and the little girl was in game of thrones too yes bella ramsey yeah. yes but all right that takes us to this week's discussion of sharper Sir, the police are here. Police? Get your hands off me! Detective, can we talk about this? I'm gonna pay you for your time. Stop. He's not a cop. This is what my son does. He plays these games. All that work for $1,000. If you're gonna steal, steal a lot. Sativa, with spoilers, elevator pitch, how would you describe this movie? Uh, or without spoilers whatever but your elevator pitch elevator pitch it's a very slick episode of Columbo 
<laughs> uh, I I knew it was predictable. I mean, I knew the story from the trailer. I figured it out because like it's literally an episode of Columbo. I could probably tell you which one if I really thought about it. Oh, but it's good. I mean, it's great acting. I don't know. I mean, it's a whodunit kind. Of, no, it's not a whodunit. What is this movie? It, it's it's a it's con a, movie. It's a con movie. It's a grifter movie. And it's a grift within a grift within a grift within a grift, I guess. They yeah. try to do this whole inception thing. But most grifting movies are. It's an episode of Columbo with better actors. <laughs> right. So you're, what you're saying is like, this is the caliber of stuff Reese Witherspoon should be doing. I mean, all of the performances are really solid and it's well done. Like, you know, the camera work or whatever, the music, it's all good, but it's, yeah. it's nothing new. I mean, it's it's been done before yeah better in in some instances i won't or i will not argue that yeah i mean it's solid it's not a bad movie it's entertaining but it's it's nothing new Man. when i was watching it i was like uh you know like like she said everything okay is predictable to the point where uh she kicks him out uh madeline kicks him out the house slaps him and then she meets up with him and they start kissing and i was like hold the fuck on <laughs> right right that's that's what, what i sent you <laughs> right like that's i sent a picture of myself in the group chat like this is my face to this part and like the whole time he's calling her mom and they start kissing yeah. i'm like i was like i was like me and the wife was like we was like whoa whoa so i'm like as soon as he said that i was like so i guess that wasn't his mother but i'm like but now I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> Is this going to be some story later on where some mother issue type of thing? I don't know where we're going with this, but let's see where this goes. And then the fatty fat out. I was like, uh, okay, okay. Right. That part when she was like, you know, I don't like old man. And then she came over and she was like, you know what I want? And I was like, wait a minute. I wait, I, I've done this before. <laughs> I, I feel seen right now. <laughs> see i wasn't surprised because i figured out from the trailer that they were going to be like partners and not yeah you know Uh, although i did think it was weird at least in the scene where we first i can't think of his name right now was it max sebastian sand yeah his character uh, yeah sebastian sand bucky you know Uh, that's what i'll call him throughout the whole thing yeah i was like bucky Bucky (laughs) comes into the penthouse and oh hey mom and hey you know john lithgow rich man and I mean, in real life, this guy's like 40, right? Like Bucky's around my age. But they, they were playing him really younger there for a minute. Like when, oh, he's been running fishing boats in Barbados or whatever. And they're playing him like he's like this 25 or something. They're like, oh, you know, he didn't have to, he didn't grow up right. And it's not his fault. And he's still a child. I'm like, this man is 40. Like, <laughs> why are we playing it like this? So that part was a little weird. No, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, honestly, uh, Justice Smith should have been playing the Sebastian Stan part. Like, he's got, he's the right age for it. Yeah, he was a lot younger. Yeah. But that, yeah, that, I mean, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about that, but that's a really good fucking point. Like, I mean, age wise, I think in real life, him and uh, Julianne Moore are probably like, 20 some odd years apart so it would make sense that he's they're, a younger man they're, but, they are they are 22 years apart okay but like when you listen to the actual like dialogue in that scene yeah. they're playing him really young like a 40 year old man's not just living on the beach running fishing boats or whatever it was weird i mean if your mother's rich 
you don't really have to work, right? So you would be like, um, uh, you would regress. You, did they, you know? but they didn't really give us a backstory on her, did they? I, I don't remember what her grift was. Like, not not her real one, but her yeah. fake one. Her was she, was she rich? I don't. And her and her fake one, she was. Yeah. she was well off. Okay. And then, like, the part that got me was after they grifted him for, what they say, a quarter of a million dollars, and they were like, all right, let, we about to go take a vacation. My first instinct is, why would you stop? He a billionaire. Let's keep this thing going. So when she did say, uh, he's falling in love, she's staying, I was like, okay, now that makes sense. Right. Now, I didn't, I didn't care for... Um... So this movie's like broken up into different segments, like and it's titled Perfect. By... That's what I wanted to bring up. Okay. What did you guys what did you I did not like it that way? How they broke it up like kaleidoscope for different people. Oh my god. What do you guys think about I, it? I was really hoping you wouldn't say this shit about it. It should have all been told in, in, in order. Like <laughs> yes, it should no, have. it should or, not have. I mean, I mean, no, it shouldn't have, but I didn't like it, at least in kaleidoscope. They did it in different parts. I didn't like the part of this person, this person, this person. Yes, they can do it whatever order they do it in. Like if you want to save some stuff, move things around like kaleidoscope. I didn't like the how they did it by each person. I did. That I thought that was interesting. So when it first started with Justice Smith's story, I was like, oh no, I should not have watched the trailer because I know too much about this movie already. Cause it's right. like I knew it was gonna be a con movie, and so like right. when it starts with him getting conned, I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't like the second story. Um, uh, I don't, I forget the woman's name, but when it shows her Sebastian Stan saving her and him training her on how to be a grifter, I didn't like that because I felt like some of it was clunky. Like he just so happened to have found her in that bar when her parole officer was trying to roll her and like how clunky it was when he um when he got her to like seduce that man in the hotel. It's like some of this stuff was like, I don't I didn't we didn't need to see this. And mm-hmm. it's I feel like if you would cut that one out, I feel like it would have flowed a little bit better. Right, because yeah, now you, now that you mentioned it, yeah, that didn't really make sense. Where, because was the parole officer part of the con? Right. Um, because like, because that's the bar that he goes to all the time and everything. So did he set the parole officer? How did he meet her? Just by that interaction between. Like nothing that she did with the interaction with the parole officer will make you think oh, she might have some potential because all she did was just lie to her about not doing drugs and her right. having a job. So what right. did he see in her that was like, she could be a grifter besides what, she was attractive or whatever it is like that. Right. It, it might have just been as simple as that. Uh, a pretty girl down on her luck to honey trap this little bookstore guy. I mean, I agree right. with you. The parole officer was probably a plant. I mean, they know all sorts of people. And is your average parole officer going to be able to look at a Rolex and be like, the street value on that? Uh, right, you know? right. I mean, she was probably a plant to get this girl in, but I don't know how they scouted this girl at the local Starbucks she hasn't been going to. Like, right, how did they right. pick this one pretty girl out of the, the entire New York City? 
And then like the whole, they had like the bit about how, oh yeah, my brother, he wants money, blah, blah, blah. And like, she actually had a brother. I was like, well, why do you actually have a brother? Like movie wise, why is this a thing? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I knew she was a plant as soon as we met her because she was right. too perfect. Like, she's exactly. Faster, she's oh, yes. NYU. She These books classic that, books. Like, and, and then she's she all like, I, I love Great Expectations. And then he's all like, what? That's like my favorite book in the I, world. I have a first edition. And yeah, this this orphaned child who grew up in foster care that was so bad. Her brother's like a drug addict. Mm-hmm. has ivy league education she speaks italian she yeah you know reads classic literature like that doesn't make sense right and then my whole thought was, i was like uh <laughs> I, i've been out the dating game for a while but i was like all it took was for him to give her the book for free an 11 back later book, on, yes. right comes back gives her the money they go to the restaurant they have conversations next oh my favorite book was this because orphanage he goes back shows her he's a bookstore order so that's not really a surprise that he has the book first edition is this real only way way to find out and they start kissing i was like damn i was like dating these days kind of easy if you think about it <laughs> he didn't I have mean, to do a lot i mean all I, he really had to do was just pay for the dinner and listen <laughs> i mean look i can attest like it, it, it do be like that sometimes <laughs> but my thing was like when he was like hey you want to go get some of this food? And she was like, no, I'm good, my guy. And he's like, oh, okay, my card declined. You can take the book. I was like, nah, man. She said no to that day. You can, f- <laughs> ma'am, this is, this is, this is, <laughs> this is 1899, okay? <laughs> I'll hold this book until you come back with some money. You going to fucking tell me for a date? Fuck you. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, nah, my, my man, you, you're not playing this correct at all. But, and then the, or the other thing I want to say is nobody got, or the bad, quote unquote, the bad guys didn't get what they deserved. I mean. Because <laughs> Madeline didn't have no money to start with. She became a billionaire. Then she just went back to her old life. It wasn't like they went to jail or anything else like that. They just had to leave. So it's right. kind of like they didn't get no real repercussions. And like. And, and Bucky, she's still the, and happened. she's. And she's still the trustee of the fund. Right, right. And Bucky, he just came because he already had the money before when he left. Mm-hmm. He was just like, he showed up for their stuff and then he left. So there was no consequences for him at all. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like the ending fell apart a little bit. Like when they were like out in the desert and Justice Smith's get got, sh- and when he pulled out that gun, I was like, mm, you're trained hit man hit squad they not just gonna let you easily get a gun like your that that gun's gonna be buckled you're not gonna get that close to it we're 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 running a scam and a scam and i'm like okay let's go let's let's go yeah i already knew he wasn't i told my son was down there i was like he's not dead right how do you know i'm like he's just not he's this is the whole thing to get his money back he's like okay (laughs) and yeah it it was Like I said, it's been done before so many times. It, it wasn't yeah. new. And it was a waste like of John Brandy. Lithgow. Like, they could have put any old man in that. I don't know why yes. they went and got someone who yeah, that's true. as good of an actor as that. And he basically just kisses her in an elevator and dies. Like, I mean, to, to be fair, why would... I mean, I get Justice Smith. Like, he's still coming up. 
And I've never seen that his his little girlfriend before, so sure. But like, you got Julianne Moore. Like, what what is happening here? Right, right. Like, I know we are uh, saying the stuff we did like, but overall, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, parts are predictable, but I still thought it was a good movie. No, I agree. I agree. It was fun. Like, I will watch it again, not anytime soon, but I will watch it again. Right. Yeah. No, that's pretty good. Julianne Moore is really good uh all right so sharper um what do you guys think the rotten tomato score is out of 101 Uh, reviews probably something high let's go 85 uh i'd say it's a slightly above average movie so it's not (laughs) ant-man uh and these are like regular people watching it and rating it is that what no this is these are critics critics uh we'll give it a 67 wow right on the money there's a tv are you serious i'm serious 67 (laughs) percent with 101 reviews a 72 percent audience score wow people didn't really care for this it was it was mid i mean mean, it was pretty solid i mean uh, it's better it's like a it didn't do anything new but it was entertaining so that's kind of Yeah, a lot. Of, I'm not sure what you would do new in something like this unless there wasn't a double con at the end. That would be like the only new thing you could do, right? <laughs> what, I mean, what if you just do do the do what they did, but there is no second con, and he actually does die? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you you don't have to make this into a movie and make like a happy ending type of thing. Sometimes the good guy loses. Yes yeah um all right so trivia was real slim pickings on this so uh i i pulled this out of my ass according to imdb how many actor credits does john lipkow have a 104 b 125 or c 131 damn uh, <laughs> 135 <laughs> um 131 125 104 oh 100 and, i go 104 the 100 the highest one that one so 104 is actually how many julianne moore has oh <laughs> uh 131 is john lifkow so you're two for two sativa hey i, told you, I like john lifkow <laughs> he he was a third rock from the sun he was the twilight zone movie too he did mm. he recreates the uh the guy on the plane that william shatner did way back when oh he, he does the remade version of that in the movie interesting yeah. matt are you familiar or you as well sativa are you too familiar with the um the <laughs> the really fucked up things that happened um due to that movie being made yes no i am not i'm not <laughs> So um, yes. Twilight Zone movie is is it three segments? Yeah, it is. It's three different like mini movies, mm-hmm. short films. It's an anthology, correct? And one of which t- um, has a guy going through different um, times, like he's hopping through time. And there's a sequence where he is with two kids, and is it is this supposed to be set during Vietnam? It is, yeah. He's supposed to be kind of rescuing two children in a in sort of a jungle war zone type environment. 
And he's got so, one under each arm. When they were filming this, um, a stunt got really out of whack and the two kids died. Oh, damn. And there was a very big lawsuit because they were not adhering to, like, we've talked about this before. There's different rules for kids versus adults when filming movies in America. And right, right. though when they filmed that, it was it was illegal for them to be on the set because they can only be on set for a certain amount of time within a certain time period. And they were doing like a late night shoot. And also like the safety stuff wasn't all the way there, like with the helicopter stuff. Correct. Did you actually read what the accident was? Then they get decapitated. Is it decapitated? By the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the helicopter yeah. crashes and it it yeah. cuts them in half basically it's yeah. horrible yeah and they have that on film it's awful yeah <laughs> i mean obviously they didn't release it no. but there was obviously. a big lawsuit and um john landis was the director for that sequence I believe john so. landis he's the director of the thriller video michael jackson a classic um also um did he do beverly hills cop i know he did beverly hills cop three but did he do one or two? Didn't he do planes, trains, and automobiles that we watched? No, that was that um, no, that was um, Ferris Bueller, the the guy, the actual guy. He did that, didn't he? Let's see, John Landis. All right, John Landis did Blues Brothers. He did. Oh, you're right. He did do Beverly Hills Cop three. John Hughes did planes, that's, trains, and automobiles. I always I mess those two up all the time. I apologize. Okay, so he did Animal House, Blues Brothers, American Werewolf in London, London, Trading Places, Thriller. Uh, then things kind of dried up a little bit. The Three Amigos, Coming to America. Huh. Michael Jackson's Black or White. Dangerous. Beverly Hills Cop 3, uh, Blues Brothers 2000, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Yeah, it's um, not great. Uh, uh, damn, even the actor died. Fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it, but it is something that I'm kind of interested in seeing. It's oh, you can, go to, you can go to YouTube and watch it? Let's see. Did you mean the movie or the accident? I mean, there's there's <laughs> scenes of like you don't see the actual decapitation, but like there's stuff online. Yeah, I, I choose not to look at that sort of stuff. But I mean, the movie's pretty solid for an anthology. I mean, some of the skits were pulled straight from the show, the original show. But I feel like it's probably streaming on like Amazon or something. Let's see. Oh, do shit. They do have it. All right. Let's check this out. Give us the play-by-play, Matt. <laughs> they're giving they're giving me out of say that I'm of age to watch this. The helicopter crashed just before two thirty in the Indian Dunes Park. This crew is about to wrap up filming for a story in the new Twilight Zone movie. The scene called for a nighttime bombing of a Vietnamese village, in which actor Vic Morrow is supposed to pick up two Vietnamese children and run 
Yeah, there's too much explosions and shit going on. Oh, fuck! Oh! Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. It's, uh, just imagine the helicopter blades fucking, here's the people, the helicopter blades go right on top of them. Yeah. 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 Kind of wish I didn't watch that. I'm pretty sure they lost whatever lawsuit that there was. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the Vic Morrow's daughter had her own lawsuit as well. Like, they were, I'm surprised they were able to make any more movies. I mean, yeah. That's insane. I mean, his shit kind of dried up. I mean, I'm sure like the lawsuit took some years. So that's why he was able to do trade in places. But like, it wasn't good times for him after the 80s. The explosive specialist Paul Stewart was tried and acquitted on charges of manslaughter in a nine-month trial. Uh, the second assistant director, Andy House, his name was removed from credits of the Twilight Zone. Uh, uh, filmmaker Steven Spielberg co- co-produced this with Landis, but broke off the relationship following this incident. Spielberg said the crash made me grow a little and left everyone who worked on the movie sick to the center of our souls. No movie is worth dying for. I think people are standing up much more now than ever before to producers and directors who ask too much. If something isn't safe, it's right. It's the right and responsibility of every actor and crew member to yell cut. I mean, how are you going to know that how low that fucking helicopter was going to fly, though? Right. And especially the, the, the explosion thing. I mean, like, maybe if I would have watched this before knowing it, I wouldn't have said anything. But if when you watch it, it's a lot of shit going on. Like they, they have the rain. It's at night. You have gunshots going off and everything else like that. It's 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 a shame. It's too much. Right. Yeah. So it's on Hulu and um, HBO Max, but yeah. Yeah. Now that I know what happened, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> well, I was going to watch it before, but now I'm definitely not going to watch that. That's fair. That's fair. I'm interested to know how they cut around that. Like what they did with it. Since that seek that segment of the movie is still there, I honestly can't remember how that segment goes. But yeah, you're right; they do use a lot of. I mean, maybe that was like the last thing they had to shoot. Probably. Yeah. All right, now you guys perk my interest again. <laughs> Let me figure out how this movie actually is. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it. Oh, right, here we go. Scenes reconstructed. I'm gonna fast forward this too. I'm actually I'm kind of nervous too. I don't know why. There's not any gore in the movie. You're not. Yeah. I would not have wanted to have been the editor. Oh, Lord. Like, you got to make, you got to polish that. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's kind of surprising a scene like that's in that movie because it's overall not really intense. A lot of it, even the scarier themes are kind of, kind of campy. They're kind of silly. Yeah. You know, some directors, they, they want to push it, you know. I mean, because most of the movie is not like that. So it's kind of interesting that they went that intense with that scene. And then, of course, it, it goes horribly wrong. But... The fuck? This is an actual scene. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this looks exactly like Okay, never mind. I'll find this on my own time. I just watched that scene again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. I don't even I know how we got onto this. Was. Because <laughs> I talked about John Lithgow being in the Twilight Zone movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
he plays a really good villain, not in this movie, but in other movies. Wasn't he in Cliffhanger? He was. He was a villain in that, and he yeah. played an excellent villain in Dexter. And I was hoping yes. to see a little bit of that in this. Uh, no, we are this, doing that. This movie, and it wasn't there for a we minute will. when he was telling the fake cop, like, just you know, just take it. You kind of see his John Lithgow edge, but otherwise, he was very neutered in this. I just forgot what this movie was called. Sharper. Sharper. Yeah, he was very neutered. <laughs> it was a shame. Wasted, wasted John. All right, we're going to close out. Um, so thank you for coming on, Sativa. Oh, of course. Um, it's good. Yes, you know, thank you. Catching up and shooting a little bit of shit with you. Good luck with your health as well as your heart while you're in the car with your daughter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page. We used to talk about this at work and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at we used to talk pod. Follow me on Letterboxd at BOW1213 and Matt, Mr. King0257. And next week, we discuss the Amazon Prime original, Somebody I Used to Know. And hopefully, we can get somebody we used to know on the show, but um, we'll see. And like always, I don't know if this was a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. Whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. Yeah.